0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to gay- Big Gay Nerds. And wait, who's this?
1: Who's this? <laughs> I don't know. Who is this? A new challenger oh. approaches. Oh, no. A ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Call
2: me Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm Ian. I'm um, going to be hanging out with you guys for quite some time now. Um, yeah. We. Yay. I'm a longtime fan, uh, longtime player. Just... Um, yeah. I think I've played at least two or three games with each and every one of you yeah uh, that sounds about yeah. correct i
3: think i've played pretty much almost nearly every single game i've played in the last five years i've also played with you ian
2: oh that's true. Yeah. Yeah, i think okay. so yeah. i think <laughs> i've only
3: so. played
1: one with with you ian but you've been adjacent to like every other game i've been on
2: yeah i think i have been um i yeah because uh, you weren't you didn't play in the pirate game, did you? No. 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 Yeah. Okay. I only got a whole lot of it secondhand. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I've only played the one game, but I've known and, like, played adjacent. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway.
0: Old friend and a new recording partner. Oh So, yes. <laughs> um, so, now that that's pretty well established,
2: uh, what system are you bringing to the metaphorical table this time? Um, I'm bringing an old favorite um, of mine, uh, the Lady Blackbird system. Um, mm-hmm. It is similar to Monster Hearts. A um, uh, uses a die pool system, and uh, mm-hmm. it's more narrative um, than a lot of other um, tabletops I have played up until this point. Because I was mostly, um, I mostly did D and D, a lot of D twenty systems, um, yeah. GURPS. So um, <laughs> the free flowing feel of uh, this particular system has been very very welcome um, with mm-hmm. uh, me and whatever group of friends I happen to play with. Yes. Um, I think I've used uh, like a house-ruled version of this um, pretty much non-stop with at least one group of friends or another um, since 2012. Yeah. <laughs> right, because so, that's um, when we started using it well, for the Mass Effect game. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been using it for a long time and I'm very fond of it. Um, mm mm-hmm the rules of it are pretty simple you're given um you're given traits uh you're given four traits uh per character and um each of those has uh four to five tags uh which you use to add to a die pool um to roll a certain challenge that you if you win or lose have to narrate out to your gm um, with uh, a couple of unique powers called secrets that you can use to um, give yourself a, a couple of mechanical benefits, such as um, under circums- certain circumstances you can um, force a re-roll or um, force a win or lose against uh, uh, certain challenges.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, to clarify on that, um, uh, let's look at the base game because lady blackbird is right. called that because the system is based around this very specific setting right which is this sort of like fantasy sci-fi situation um with a number of pre-generated characters <laughs> yeah and so um for the titular character lady blackbird uh let's look at like the first of her traits then right
2: right so, uh, Lady Blackbird has, uh, Imperial Noble as a trait, and, um, tagged underneath it, uh, is, uh, Etiquette, Dance, Educated, History, Science, Wealth, Connections, and House Blackbird. Um... So it,
0: mechanically, how does that, uh, work?
2: So, for example, um, uh, say Lady Blackbird, um, is trying to, um do something in a social setting, and she uses her nobility as a way to um, basically force a diplomacy role. Um, She would first use her tag, um, imperial noble, and then the player would name out traits that are, or tags that are specific underneath that uh, trait Mm -hmm. uh, that is specific to that scenario. And for each trait, uh, and for each tag underneath that trait, she adds one to her die pool, along with that trait and one free one. Um, yeah. You can only use, if I recall right, and uh, I, let me double-check the summary, you can only use up to uh, f- uh, three from uh, your tag, at, or, like, from that particular trait at a time, and you can only use one trait per roll. Um, right. So you're really only limited to, at most, uh Five uh, die per challenge, unless you happen to use um, some of your extra die pool, mm-hmm. which is limited to a session, more or less. Um, but we'll get yeah. into that later.
3: And you get you can
2: have kind of auxiliary dice. Yeah.
3: And it's like seven per like your your little pool is like seven per session, right?
2: Yeah, and okay. it uh, and uh, the unique thing about the pool is that it refills whenever you fulfill certain role-playing events. Mm-hmm. Um, usually usually during a rest, but whenever you have a chance for uh, two characters to, two player characters to interact and um, do things that would uh, further the story while also giving insight into the characters, um, you're free to per the um, GM's discretion to um, refresh some or all of your um, die pool. So um it okay. focuses it focuses a lot on dialogue between characters as well as mm-hmm. um uh like it focuses a lot on downtime between battles and then um
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh and like social scenarios and such. Right.
0: Yeah. And then there's the issue of the keys which are yeah. how you get experience.
2: Yeah, um when you uh, you are also given three keys which are generally um, things about a particular character that uh, you're supposed to uphold they're sort of like um, paladin oaths in um, D&D so um, for Lady Blackbird she has uh, a key of the paragon, of the mission and of the imposter and um, the paragon is uh, uh, if as a noble you're cut above the common man so you hit your key and gain one experience point whenever you demonstrate your superiority or when your noble traits overcome a problem. Uh, The unique thing about keys is that um, to further the idea that you are growing as a person, um, you can take that experience point by following those three keys or you can buy buy it off and break that particular character trait, so showing that you're changing as a person, Mm -hmm. and you'll never be able to use that key again But you get, um, I think it's three, is it three or is it four experience points as a result of breaking your key? It's, um, I think it's five
0: because like in the Apocalypse World games, you need five experience to advance. So in this case, that would mean adding a new trait or adding a new tag onto a trait. (laughs) Um, And so I think when you break a key, you automatically can advance something.
1: According Um, to the rules summary, it says each key also has a buy-off. If the buy-off condition occurs, you have the option of removing the key and earning two advances.
2: Oh, yeah, Yeah, so that's ten experience, not not
3: five. Wow, okay.
2: I'm guessing the
1: trade-off is that you do not replace them as you would, uh, like, motives or missions or whatever in something like the sprawl. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, alignment things like in dungeon world like when they're gone they're gone permanently yeah, yeah
0: they're gone you're but you can buy new ones i think
2: yeah you can buy new ones that reflect a new portion of your character as a result of like breaking that character development oh. that you could have been um building up with um so you can you can okay. buy a
3: new key right is mm-hmm. that what yeah. you're saying yeah. okay okay that's yeah. interesting i'd forgotten all about that um yeah it's
2: been a it's been a long time since some of us have played, and it's I been know. a while since I have played the house-ruled versions. Uh, it's like such the vanilla. a
3: shame. It's such a shame that we haven't played more Lady Blackbird, because it's, it is such yeah. a fun system. It's such a delight. It, it
2: really it's is. It's really
0: fun. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I've I've run like the vanilla setup like mm-hmm. one and a half times. One time with you guys that didn't get very far, and the other time I managed to get through like a full scenario with some other people, and it's definitely a lot of fun. It's another a Setup where the players can improvise a lot and like make up parts of the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm. That's also why I'm looking forward to handing the reins over to someone else. And also because Ian has a pretty specific thing in mind for this.
2: Right. Um, there's a couple of other things that you can also do with your key as explaining <laughs> the rules. Um, you can take an experience point. Or you can refresh some of your die pool, um, and you can actually like overfill your die pool up to ten. Um, if you oh. hit your keys often enough, you basically can like um, in in the midst of like a very tense situation, constantly like uh, act as that particular er, act in certain ways in order to um, uh, more or less kind of uh, hang on by the by the um, by the skin of your teeth basically um and uh if you go into danger because of your key you get two experience or two pool die or one experience and one pool die so if you act in such a way uh according to your key that puts you in mortal danger um because you're you're standing to your belief you actually get more experience for it so it's yeah. it's a really fun system because it lets you like create a character and stick to it, mm-hmm. um, or like have the character grow. It's it's a lovely narrative. I love it so much.
0: It's a good setup. Yeah. yeah. So, and oh, uh, should also note that similar to the Apocalypse World games, this is a system where the GM doesn't roll at all.
2: Yeah. Um, in general, the. the the GM is mostly just a storyteller so they weave um, things, th- they weave challenges for um, the characters to overcome um, and right. uh, set um, they basically like set challenges um, and then um, based on what their characters are doing they'll actually like increase or decrease the challenge based on how they're playing. Okay. yeah
0: so it's like just the how high you need to
1: roll okay yeah.
2: okay
3: Wow, it's been a while, man. It's so it's so cool though. It's such a good it's a good setup, and or I love this system and I love the setup that we are about to There's, get into. Oh my god! There is
2: also yeah. one extra thing that I will always love. There's no HP in this system. There's just conditions. Right. Um, oh yeah. So if you are if you have failed um, miserably enough at a particular um, at at any particular. Uh, Uh, venture in time you gain a condition which is based on based on what the gm thinks is appropriate um some samples that they gave include injured dead tired (laughs) angry lost hunted or trapped uh note the dead condition just means presumed dead unless the gm says otherwise right yeah so um yeah the 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 way it's set up is basically um Every character is the main protagonist They can get away with just about anything <laughs> Good Yeah So, um, Unless it's of course really it's fun. good for drama Yeah exactly um, <laughs> you Motherfucker <laughs> uh, We'll talk about that another time Later I, 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 Yeah that could go on for years um, <laughs> So um, yeah the, I think we've gone over everything except for Secrets which is um, one last Little thing Um, Secrets are... uh, Every character gets two of them to start off with, but they can buy more as time goes on. And they're (laughs) essentially... um, uh, They're essentially like automatic successes or failures based under very, very specific conditions. Um, For example, um, one of the presets has a character named Naomi Bishop who has The Secret of Destruction. Uh, you can break things with your bare hands as if you were swinging a sledgehammer it's scary um, so you can basically auto-succeed at anything that involves you trying to break into something or trying to open something um, so you don't necessarily in a tense situation once per session you can basically skip your um, dedicated tags or traits for lock lockpicking um, and just go for just breaking it open Right. Okay. Great. And there's other ones, such as um, once per session, you can re roll a failure, um, but uh, under a certain condition, such as when protecting someone, or, um, for example, in, um, uh, in. I think it's. S- s- oh, um, it. Uh, Another character, uh, Cyrus, has a secret of leadership where once per session, you can give someone else a chance to re-roll a failed roll by giving them orders, advice, or setting a good example. So you have to roleplay a certain way, um, and you can only only guarantee success under certain circumstances that fit the character.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right on.
2: Cool. So I think that covers everything that we need to know for how... The system more or less works it's,
3: yeah. it's very simple and straightforward Which is super nice
0: yeah. Yeah. I am including a link to Where you can get the PDF for this For anyone wants to play at home
2: yeah, Because um, the <laughs> system itself Is uh, free to play for anybody who wants To try it out It's real fun, I recommend it uh, In case my four years of playing it non-stop <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't an indicator <laughs>
3: It's just so, it's again, it's like I was saying uh, in the recap episode for Monster Hearts. It's another great pick up and play game um, Mm -hmm. with maybe a little bit more custom, like, I guess customization than uh, Monster Hearts. Monster Hearts has very specific archetypes, and in Lady Blackbird, you can really just, I mean, you have certain things you need to do. But you can basically make up every single aspect like all of your skill we're, we'll get into the characters we're about to play in a minute i guess um but all of the skills and stuff are things you make up there's no set amount like there's no set list of what well, you must take these skills yeah uh, they yeah. can yeah. just be whatever you want them to be basically uh and i love that god it's so much fun
0: <laughs> the base game is more rigid than Monster Hearts, but it's a lot easier for you to see like how the pieces fit together. Okay. So just um, s- scrapping it for parts is a lot more intuitive mm-hmm. because you don't have to kind of like uh, try and work out how everything's supposed to be balanced. It's just right there. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, and again, because it's so focused on storytelling, um, there is a lot a GM can do um, with creating a story uh, and. Na- uh like weaving a narrative um without being hindered by um pre-existing stuff because a lot of it depends on the characters giving input too so you kind of create a world together which is uh something i'm always fond of
3: oh yeah because i think it makes everybody more invested in the setting when it's kind of a collaborative effort you know
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i agree definitely Mm -hmm. That's part of what I like about uh, our Monster Hertz game so far, is that everything about that has about that has been, like, sort of powwowed upon rather than sort of being prescribed by anyone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I just think it's, I mean, it's just it's just a fun way to kind of make people really think about the setting around them. Because I think sometimes when you play tabletop games, you get so like in D&D and stuff for example you get so more wrapped up in just what is happening that you're not really aware of kind of the setting around you I guess and so by making people kind of hash it all out together um, it really helps build that kind of player awareness of well this is here and da 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 Um, I I just think that's a really cool cool idea Uh, I love games like Monster Hearts and Lady Blackbird for sure (laughs) so Othar or Ian whatever (laughs) <laughs> whatever you, you want to tell us about your super fucking rad setting
2: okay so um, yes! to show you guys an example more or less of um, uh, of what you can do um, we are going to be doing a partially uh, house, uh, house world game uh, campaign um, set in the ring of fire uh, a cluster of volcanic islands in the pacific ocean um, the ring of fire is where western industry and capitalism meet eastern philosophies and nobility um, five islands uh, create a near perfect perfect crescent moon shape of jungles wetlands mountain forests and desert and the meek only survive out of polite obligation of the strong um, it is basically made out of uh, love uh, for Western and uh, uh, Jedi uh, cinema so um, uh, being a uh, Western kid uh, With Asian American influences And heritage growing up um, I've always really liked um, Japanese cinema And Western cinema And so I wanted mm-hmm. to create um, A fun little game for everybody to play Which a couple of you have played before Yeah. Um, uh, if anybody would like to Introduce themselves uh, Or their characters that they've been working on um, They may do so Okay Okay uh. I might as well go first. My character,
0: I've been calling him Saimei, but I think he might have said it differently.
2: Uh, if it was, well, if it was spelled like that, I'd, I would have pronounced it Saimei, but, um, that's mostly just because, okay. um, that that's just mostly because, uh, uh, my, uh, language skills, I suppose. Okay. Well, uh, his deal
0: is that he's kind of, uh, the classic western archetype of the snake oil salesman. <laughs> He's been riding around in his little wagon <laughs> trying to sell uh, medication and ointments and stuff to a bunch of gullible rubes, um, sort of packaged as a um, mysteries of the west kind of deal. <laughs> because he's, uh, bringing in, like, a certain amount of Chinese mysticism, some, like, concepts of, uh, Taoist alchemy <laughs> and that kind of thing, but almost all of it is faked. He does have some genuine skill in, like, working together concoctions and stuff, and so that's why he's, like, actually useful in adventures, but... For the most part, he's just this slimy little guy with a bowler hat who is out to make a buck, and so that's why I enjoy playing him.
2: He's always really fun, and I appreciate him. Um, Do you want to go over um, your character list stuff, or do you want to... Yeah, yeah.
0: I have the Key of Greed, so that um, whenever I take the more low road for the sake of profit, I get experience... I've got the key of the gambler, which is um, taking a big risk for a big payoff, and the key of facelessness, which is about um, uh, basically deflecting any inquiries about, okay, who are you really? Where do you really come from? He's always going to be coming up with like a different backstory or some bullshit.
2: Well, I promise you, I'm not a con man from Hawaii. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, for secrets, he has the secret of... Uh, Panacea, if that's how it's pronounced. Um, once per session I can produce a kind of strange elixir that like is just what's needed in the current situation. Oh,
3: panacea. I'll try not to... Sorry. Panacea. Sorry, I don't yeah. I don't want to be try... like that person, but yeah.
2: No,
0: no. It's okay. <laughs> it's I didn't know how to pronounce
2: it either. <laughs> <laughs> I can just um... pronounce Japanese and Chinese, I can't <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can't do English. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. English is a stupid language anyways.
0: Yeah. And I have the Secret of Masquerade, so uh, once per session, if I fail a roll while trying to fool someone, I can re-roll it. Cool. My traits are Salesman, Alchemist, Smuggler, and Chameleon. So they all have a lot of fun tags in there. I figure I'll go into the details when I'm actually playing. Yeah, Um, I think it'd be
2: a little funner keeping some of those secret. Um, so yeah. next up uh, on the list is uh, Himura Rio, um, who is played by Nurse, who can talk more about her. <laughs>
3: oh God! Okay, so.
2: All right. Oh, okay.
0: Sorry that. We had some technical difficulties. Uh,
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was all on my end. Sorry. Um. So. It happens. Uh, God, fucking audacity! Maybe someday I'll be able to afford a program that actually costs money and uh-huh. won't. Be a piece of shit, but for now that's another
0: patron incentive.
3: Ooh yeah! Hey, we should start hooking up. We should get start getting that sweet, sweet Patreon green.
2: Uh,
3: (laughs) All five dollars a month of it. Um, Maybe someday. Maybe someday, but for now, I guess what we're we we already went over Owen's character. So should we re-go over? Great. Well, we're getting the truncated version because last time um, I spent too long on it. So yeah. Um, so my character is Himura Ryo. She's the daughter of a disgraced noble who was murdered, and she's out on the run now because her family name's been sullied, and, you know, she wants revenge and all that goodness. Um, she is the noble's only daughter, and so because of that, he not her his only child honestly so because of that he taught her everything he knows about swordsmanship and as such rio's sword skills are super fucking broken um Mm -hmm. which is fine uh so (laughs) her um keys are red hand rio because that is her her cool cowboy like wanted poster name uh it's her, your reputation precedes you. Hit your key whenever you use that to your advantage. Um, She's got the romantic, which is the old-fashioned definition of the word. You're drawn to challenges that will make you stronger and hit your key every time you pursue one. Uh, And then finally, like we explained in the audio before my audio fucked up, thanks Audacity. um, Her last key comes from the idea of the bouquet and the sukome which is the Japanese comedy duo routine of, like, an idiot and a straight man. So She's her... the
2: abbot, and everybody else is the Costello. Exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, and so she is the Sukomi, which is the, uh, the straight man. You are surrounded by idiots. Hit your key every time you slap one of them upside the head to reprimand them. Um, there is no, by the way, there is no buy-off. For this key. She's always going to have it. Um, Rio so. and
0: Saimei meet Frankenstein. <laughs>
3: exactly! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's basically always stuck with this one because everybody around her is always going to be an idiot. Uh, her secrets are what make her super broken as the sword character, but since she's the tank, that's okay. Um, the secret of Himura is your father taught you sword skills that are unsurpassed. Once a session, you can reroll a failure against another swordsman. And then she has the secret of iaido uh your speed when wielding a sword is terrifying and can be used to cut a photo ribbons without seemingly drawing your blade so it's that bullshit anime thing where you know they draw the sword and there's a few flashes of light and then it never looks like they actually do the sword and then like the body you know the head falls off or whatever like super fast and uh everybody's like oh shit, how did that happen and it's because i'm a fucking baller that's why <laughs> and it's also because
2: you named your two swords Orochi and Usagi So you basically named him Snakey and Bunny I know, yeah. it's
3: so cute <laughs> So, and her traits are Ronin, which is like a bunch of sword skills You'll see um, Noble, infamous And well-traveled And all of the, the stuff that comes with it um, She's the team tank She's the team yeah. tank that's her, her, that's her job If shit yep. goes wrong, call Rio uh, yep. And I love it
2: I do. So uh, our next character after that has an awfully long name, so we're gonna take our time going through this one. Um, this is Levi's <laughs> character, um, Oshiro Kamoe Naisuke Katsuro Kumamoto. Um, he is a uh, he is a nobleman of no renown.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's uh, yeah. He uh, he's ba- he's a peasant. His real name is uh, Yamada Ken. And uh, he found like an armor and some weapons in like the forest, and he decided to keep them because nobody else was using them, and because being a samurai is way better than being a peasant. Mm-hmm. All right. So, just to break down his, uh, keys here, there's Key of the imposter. you are in disguise as a samurai, you hit your key whenever you convince someone of your disguise. I'm not sure if I've hit that one yet.
2: <laughs> you actually managed to twice, um, but you oh, cannot, boy. you cannot fool the rest of your party, they all know.
4: No. You guys are mean. Alright. Uh, there's the Key of Glory, uh, he, he wants to become a legend, and, uh, and I hit my key whenever my skill or bravery impress someone, or I do something to add to my reputation. And last is the key of Bushido. Uh, Oshiro genuinely wants to be a samurai and live by the code of the samurai, so he hits his key whenever he goes out of his way to do so, or when it would like cause him complications. Okay. His his uh, first secret is secret of the haunted armor. <laughs> Which is uh whenever he would normally fail and gain an injury condition, I think it's uh yeah, once per session he can negate that failure. Yeah. So he can basically just entirely ignore one horrible like incident. Then there's the secret of the lucky break, which I'm pretty sure I took this one like straight out of the Lady Blackbird yeah. stuff, or I would or I would think I was like trying to pull one over. But it is uh <laughs> Once per session, I can keep my entire, like, like, there's, the whole there's like, pool dice, mm-hmm. which is, like, you get, like, seven or so per session. But in this one, I can use all of them and and not actually use them. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. Once, once a session, he can burn through his entire pool and then, like, not have it count towards burning his pool. So, <gasps> right. um, uh, so he basically is able to go, okay, Time to go balls out, doing absolutely okay. nothing.
4: <laughs> right. God. He gets he gets one stupid good roll every every session. Yeah.
3: Awesome.
4: And awesome. Uh, and his his uh, traits are brawler. He he's not he's not a good sword fighter, but he's good at like kicking people when they're down <laughs> and like jumping out <laughs> at them. Uh, he has in over his head. Uh, survivalist because he's you know used to just like sort of living out in the pastures, and totally noble, which is <laughs> all of his pretend to be a noble abilities. I like uh,
0: um, this definitely came up in play previously. One of the tags under totally noble is literate.
2: <laughs> he can it read! Should be, it should be noted that uh, to be considered a, a true samurai, you need to be able to uh, know beautiful um, calligraphy. So in order for this guy to prove that he really knows his stuff, he has to be able to read and write, which is something peasants aren't allowed to do. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: That's awesome. I needed to make sure that we had that as a tag so that at some point down the line, he actually had to like have people call his bluff. Yeah. And so
3: he's got to have a way to prove it. I like, we mentioned this in, again in the pre-game stuff, um, he's just Will from A Knight's Tale.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> he really is. I mean, and that's fine, because A Knight's Tale is an amazing movie. Um, I do I do love
2: it. So, um...
3: that's totally cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: One second.
0: I can edit this up don't worry
3: it's cool we'll edit it in post it's all good <laughs> hey whenever whenever shit like this happens in in the gorge i literally just make like if my dogs are outside and they start barking barking i'll literally tell ben just be like hey talk to yourself for 30 seconds while i go bring my dogs inside and he does
1: <laughs>
3: and then i'll all come right, back I'm and back. he'll be sorry, like sorry there is a
1: mild interruption
2: <laughs> Alright, so uh, okay. That leaves us with one last person um, who is going to be played by uh, Saturn as I Hi recall. So, um, do we actually have uh, any ideas? Yeah. That's the fun part about this one
1: is uh, the rest of these three have kind of uh, had their characters more or less ready mm-hmm. And I have been struggling to come up with ideas while they're talking because we do not get a whole lot of time to do homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's, the basic it's sort of idea I had though is um, I know Western archetypes a bit better than I know Japanese archetypes, and so or like Japanese sort of like samurai fiction archetypes rather. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of playing a character who is sort of the samurai equivalent of a Pinkerton. Oh man! Like a sort of a. Uh, for like hired by the federal government or shogunate or what whatever equivalent to basically uh, keep the masses sort of placated so sort of like strike busters slash investigator slash whatever. Oh, but they're like basically a whole bunch of hired like hired like government hired thugs
2: basically. Yeah. that's good. Um, you actually could because um, there are investigators um, in uh, Meiji uh, era Japan, but also because um, I. I this doesn't always come up in the game because um uh our setting had mostly taken place in like the uh more traditional areas and like the civilized areas of japan but there's also like within the ring of fire itself um there's also uh areas of eastern expansion um (laughs) along some of the islands that have are very distinctly um gold rush usa mm-hmm. so uh-huh. you, you could very theoretically be like a pinkerton in uh like uh gingham uh <laughs> like yukata uh just like traveling <laughs> the just traveling the waste smoking tobacco and like uh lo- like uh like lowbrowing uh the rest of the uh community trying to get Answers and most of those answers are just like, "Where's the bar?" I'm <laughs> That's basically the idea. Where's is my saloon? The, is a
1: sort of a is a sort of like a roughneck, intimidating kind of person who just sort of like, they they technically have a job, but there's not a whole lot of a job to do because they've kind of resigned themselves to like, oh, trying to like get all these these yokels basically right. to to completely bow to the heel. Is like a really like pointless time waster. so They're just gonna use their their position to get what they want.
3: <laughs> right, and I mean that could be interesting considering the fact that uh, they're like a like a government investigator type, and the fact that you know the current party is traveling with somebody. Rio in like a previous game was declared legally dead. We had to fake her death. Yeah. Um, in order to. Dude, I th- did we did we get the bounty for Rio? Did we claim my own bounty? I think we, t- yeah. I I think we did. Yeah. I think... You,
2: you, you guys had Rio die specifically so that you can get the bounty, and this was all Seimei's idea yeah. because he thought that was a really, really good way to get a uh, quick buck. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't think the rest of you ever saw that money either. No, for that
3: no we didn't, you <laughs> motherfucker. Uh...
2: He just has like a big
0: old sack with a yen sign on it. <laughs>
3: yeah Yeah, so um so rio is technically legally dead uh so that would be an interesting kind of hook to be you know like hey who the fuck are you i don't know who the fuck are you i asked you first i asked you second uh (laughs) 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 so yeah it could be fun
0: I don't know if it'd play into your character at all, but one thing that hasn't really been brought up in this conversation, but um, this setting also has a certain degree of the supernatural that we have encountered when oh, yeah. we played it before.
2: Okay. Yeah, um, this was before Yokai Watch got really popular, but <laughs> I really wanted to do a shitload of uh, Japanese folklore. Mm-hmm. Um so in previous sessions I had thrown things at them like uh haunted whale corpses and um uh floating heads that uh ran inns and yeah. uh weren't actually inns <laughs> they were basically like uh, fairy tale style uh lodges that were like centuries dead. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, you wake up and oh shit it's been abandoned for hundreds of years that kind of thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Oh good. So um yeah supernatural is definitely a th- thing. Mm-hmm. Um, See, say
1: are those a known quantity? Because now it's possible this Pinkerton is also like like one half Pinkerton, one half like Japanese Project Blue Book. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Amazing. Oh God. Well, the um, shirt didn't
4: seem like a hidden thing. We just sort of like run into a fisherman and is like, look at that big old ghost over there. Yeah. Like, oh.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: About it it that. was sort of like it was sort of like supernet like uh supernatural phenomena just sort of happens and it happens the more rural mm. um, the area the setting has been <laughs> so far. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think one of my favorite instances reading up about Japanese folklore and specifically like uh, Shintoism is an instance where some like uh regional official wrote like a strongly worded letter to the goddess of like foxes saying that hey if your fox spirits don't stop possessing my guards i'm gonna have to just have everyone hunt foxes so <laughs> <laughs> you can report to
1: the priest for more information he'll tell you everything yeah well the the original idea i had for the character before i kind of like got this sort of a uh, japanese pinkerton idea in there was this sort of liaison who's actually uh, part of the Chinese Imperial Court Whoa. and based on the sort of uh, actual like, historical kind of figure of, uh, hey, here's the Imperial Sorcerer and the Emperor wants to be immortal, so they send the Imperial Sorcerer out to find the Elixir of Eternal Life Oh, yeah. hey, I've got this but right this- here,
0: right in the back
1: <laughs> exactly. But it's like I well I saw uh, Seimei and I'm like, okay, maybe maybe that might be uh too much overlap. But the sort of idea of like what ends up happening with a lot of these things is that is the court funds this expedition and they are frequently never heard from again and often it's uh, kind of assumed that what the up happening is they go set out on the sea to find it and they sort of they find Japan and just sort of end up staying right. there. Yeah. And so I might have the uh sort of repurpose that idea in sort of a as, instead of being the uh, shogun's sort of like federal Pinkerton or whatever, they're sort of been hired on as like sort of like, hey, we we're, we need you to catalog where all the where all the spooky shits happening, mm. so we can uh, so we can write our grievances to the gods. <laughs> he's... And they, they just were like, you know what? He's... All right, <laughs> fine, it's a
2: living. <laughs> he's the guy. He's the guy who's literally making a Pokedex and bullshitting <laughs> everything <laughs> he can about your find... Basically, yes. Oh, I like this. That's
3: amazing. I found a
2: lion dog, and he appears to be uh, ugly? Sure. I I think he's ugly because, I don't know, he fought a mountain and lost. (laughs) I assume this is what
0: lions look like.
3: (laughs) Oh my god, yes.
1: Now, be careful. He will breathe fire if you eat onions around him after some
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, yes. So yeah,
1: it, it will take a bit more work, obviously, to get the sort of, like, keys, secrets, and traits, uh-huh. and what all, like, kind of hammered out, because it's very, uh, that is a bit more of, uh, like, narrower strokes, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. But that's basically the character that I want That to. sounds great. I think, I yeah. think
2: this is a really wonderful idea that you are creating, um, and... I definitely think, uh, when we start up this game, I'm going to be very delighted to see how this newcomer interacts with these (laughs) assholes. It's always a bunch
3: of assholes with us. One day
1: I, we all just need It's okay, this guy's probably an asshole. See, so...
3: that's what I mean though. That's what I mean though, you guys. One day we just need to like endeavor to play a game as a bunch of good people. And we'd probably no. fuck it up. But we should try. A fun in I know. There. You know? We're horrible. No. Gosh.
4: That's how you spend that's how you spend the rest of your day, I assume. This is this is time to kick back and like
3: be no, shit. Indulge no. the id. <laughs> I've been doing that We're a shit okay, Maybe I've been I'm doing wrong. that a shit ton in Dishonored too. I'm like, man, I'm a bad person. This is fucking awesome. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, oh, it sounds like a plan.
3: Excellent. I, I, I really... I like the idea that you've got Saturn, especially because if it's kind of played off as like a... This poor bastard gets taken in by Seimei kind of thing. Where, like, Uh Seimei's like, No, no, my dear boy! We run into spirits all the time! Kind of situation. And this poor motherfucker is like, Alright, fine, I'll hang out with you guys. And then it just turns out, like, He gets dragged around with, like, these awful, awful people. Including a a fake samurai, Which is, I think, pretty fucking illegal.
0: Um, Yeah, extremely.
3: (laughs) Extremely illegal,
0: and and
3: a uh, a, and somebody who and somebody who should be dead. So it's a con man, a a fake samurai, and like a super infamous swordswoman, and like this guy is working for the government.
1: Same well, One of my favorite archetypes though is the sort of is a sort of lawman or whatever who ends up getting like reluctantly dragged into partnering up with a whole bunch
2: of like incredibly
1: flagrant criminals. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> oh my god. sorry I'm, just imagining, I'm imagining like an Arnie 5 scenario out of him too. No! Just a really like I <laughs> just to really like twist the knife. I in know what this, this poor, is! Poor master. You guys, god. I know
3: what this is! What? This is Zinigata and Lupin!
1: <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> oh god Oh god Bad.
3: <laughs> it is There's a con man A sword person Of a, a, a fake mm. dude And then there's the <laughs> And then there's the government Asshole who just follows them around All the time and they actually just kind of End up being bros This is just Lupin the third
2: all we need is a hot chick that betrays everybody and that's not necessarily like something that we need a new character for
1: (laughs) (laughs) no
3: oh man this is awesome I'm super Mm, excited now oh god (laughs) right. Uh,
0: is there anything else before we uh, say adieu for the week Adieu.
2: I'm really sorry for whoever has to listen to the next episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's so uh, exciting though. Um, yeah, get hyped. I think I'm good. I'm I'm hype as fuck. So, cuz <laughs> I love this setting I'm super
2: hype Nice. Uh, me too. It's been like a year and a half since I used this. Mm. I I really want to be able to DM again. So nice. I'm I'm looking forward.
0: I'm I'm glad you're on board. Yeah. So, yeah. Everyone I'm very good. Yeah, look forward to our next, um, uh, how would it, how to put it, uh, fusion cuisine, as it were, <laughs> of our next episode here with some big gay nerds. <laughs>